Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Yeah, they're playing basketball. All right, let's talk a little hoops action now. The NBA Finals, Game 3 tonight. The action shifts to Oracle Arena in Oakland. As the uh, Canada's own Toronto Raptors face the Golden State Warriors in Game 3. Raptors star Kawhi Leonard says his team needs to follow Coach Nick Nurse's plan here because that's what's made them so successful all year. Listening to the coach and trying to win the game. So we just, well, myself, I'll just speak for myself. I just went out there and tried to execute, um, you know, at times coming back in transition. On the floor, well, we forgot that we were in it, but uh, we just kind of talked it out and still got into our locations. Okay, he's certainly a superstar on the court. He's not exactly the most uh, scintillating interview off the court, but what the heck, he's a great player. Kyle Lowry says after struggling in the third quarter in Game 2, the Raptors know the adjustments they got to make for Game 3 tonight. Just didn't play aggressive. We didn't play with enough pace. Um, you know, we watched the film and saw things that we wish we had back. And those, you know, first three minutes of the third quarter, we wish we'd had back. Um, you know, we got a couple shots that we missed. Um, just the overall urgency of coming out with the third quarter, knowing how good they are as a good third quarter team, we got to be a little bit more um, aggressive and assertive. Yeah, you think? I mean, they shouldn't they have known that already? And by the way, that first three minutes of the third quarter that he's talking about there, they wish he could have that back. That's when... Uh, Oakland went on what I believe it was an 18 to nothing run. And did you notice that as the second half started in that last game, a lot of the fans in Toronto not in their seats. They were still up getting a beer or something. And that caught the attention of ESPN commentator Stephen A. Smith. Here he is. But those first few minutes when the Toronto Raptors were victims of Golden State's 18-0 run, half the damn fans in the arena were, were at the concession stand. Question. That's inexcusable. Stephen A., question. This is true. Okay, there's all the Raptor fans getting mad at him there. Let's check in with some Raptors fans right now. Chris Brentlinger, Grant, and Claire Allen. They're the producers of the Simi Sarah Show. They're in the studio. Hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Oh, Smitty, it's the best time of the, best time of the year. I know, I know you're a super fan, and I know, Claire, you're really super committed fan extraordinaire. You didn't get any injuries jumping on that bandwagon, though, did you? No, I'm still hanging on. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Claire, what do you think about uh, this, uh, this uh, uh, series so far? I love the series. And speaking as an only, like, a 20-day-old NBA fan, yeah. I'm very excited. I am pumped for tonight. Um, I can't wait for a 6 o'clock tip-off. And I think, you know, tonight, the Raptors, they've really got to win this. They can't give the Warriors yeah. any momentum or confidence in this uh, in this series. And the Warriors aren't playing with full strength tonight. There's no Kevin Durant, uh, no Kevon Looney, and a hobbled Clay Thompson. So this could be the moment for us okay. to get an edge on them. 
Clay Thompson, one of the Splash Brothers, uh, Chris, one of these guys who's got that extraordinary shooting ability from the, the three-point range. I kind of, you never want to kind of hope that a guy's injured or something, I guess, but in, in a way, I kind of hope he doesn't play tonight. I know, in that selfish sports fandom yeah. way of thinking of the world, like, Clay Thompson might go down in history as the second-best three-point shooter of all time, and he's the fourth-best yeah. player on his own team. So... As a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, I've lived through this story the last four years, and I just really want to see the Warriors go away forever. Was, this was cute in 2014-15 when, the, when they started rolling, but honestly, Kevin Durant joins them. Yeah. Back-to-back finals MVPs. I'm just tired of this. Like we can, we can talk about us and we, the Raptors fans, the royal we. I don't think I've wanted a team other than the Cavs to win a series ever more than I want them to win this one. Yeah, no, it is kind of like the team that you love to hate. I mean, you know, Stephen Curry, what do you think of him, Claire? I mean, he obviously is a supremely talented player, and you got to give him that, but I, I don't know. I just his person, I don't really like him that much. Really? I, I, th- I like Steph Curry. I like yeah, that he's a family right. guy. I like all the, I like the backstory. I think his parents are so cute and coming to the games when he played his brother for um, Portland Trailblazers. I loved that story. I just thought the whole, the whole, I'm behind the Curry family 100%, except all right, all right. now. Now I'm not behind them <laughs> okay, because I want the Raptors to win. And, you know, uh, like you, you said, you don't wish injuries on people. Listen, as long as it's not fatal and it helps us get that cup. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm cool with it as long as it helps us get that trophy. Okay, what did you think of Stephen A. Smith there? I mean, this guy is such an entertaining uh, sports analyst over at uh, ESPN. I, I, he's kind of fun to listen to. Getting under the skin of the Raptors fans there, Chris, when you're calling out the fans for not being in their seats at the start of the third quarter there in the last game. I personally think he had a point. What do you think? He does have a point, but part of the Stephen A. Smith school of broadcasting is your point or your take doesn't have to be particularly measured. You just have to have a take. So it was terrible optics at the beginning of the second half. Like, I was watching it, and without looking for the crowd, you could just tell that place was empty. Something was wrong. But in those kinds of events, like, they don't let people walk around while the action's going on. No. Just like the Canucks games, it'll be very similar, just a different camera angle. Well, right. So if, the war, if it was 6-7 to seven the Raptors were outscored by in the first two and a half minutes, it's a different conversation. You can talk about, oh, the lineups at the Scotiabank Arena and, you know, things need to be more organized or something. It just happened to be coupled with an 18-0 to run. And that's why it's a talking point. I mean, Stephen A. Smith is correct in pointing it out. No one was there. We've seen that in Miami before with those types of fan bases. No one gets to the game until like halfway through the first quarter. Right. But, you know, optically, it's not great. In the finals, first time Canada's ever been there. No one's sitting down in their seats. Looks like no one cares. But I think that anyone who's watching the actual game or cutaways thinks knows that Canada cares a great deal about this. That was just a concession line. You know, everybody's held up at the top and four and a half minutes in, everyone was sitting down. What's the big deal? Well, I still, you know, I can sort of understand it, I suppose, in like an L.A. Lakers game or something or Tinseltown where you got all these, you know, rich movie stars or whatever sitting courtside and they don't really care if they're there when the when the game starts. But I thought for Toronto, really, they're rabid yeah. super fans and they're not there. I didn't think that was a good look for them. But I wonder if it makes any difference. What do you think, Claire? I mean, do you think the players care if the seats are empty as the other team's going on an 18-0 run? Um, I don't know. I don't think they would care as much. I mean, they're pretty focused on the game. I don't think they have time to like tilt their heads up to the seats or whatever. But I do agree with Stephen A. Smith. Um, unfortunately, I also was uh, not in front of my TV during the beginning of the third quarter. Oh. <laughs> I had to give someone a ride home. How dare they? But um, I, uh, you know what? Also, I think that 
you know, you're, yeah, there's a big rabid fan base in Toronto, but I gotta say, I think a lot of people go to those games that are just, you know, flexing on the Instagram. They want people to see that they're there. They don't really care about what's going on. They just want to see everybody have them, see them at the game. You know, the tickets that are very, very expensive, no matter where you're seated, it's going to cost at least a couple hundred bucks. And I think there's some people that just aren't committed. They're committed to the scene and not the game, Mike. So, and and it's too bad. And I think Stephen A. Smith does have a point, but that's the way sports goes. And that's the way our our society goes too. But the the audience for an in-person NBA Finals game isn't the same audience that you'd find in early February when they're playing the Orlando Magic. It would be Obama was at game number two, right? So yeah, it is the elite cool. of the elite, and people travel across the border to see their Golden State Warriors, who've been maxed out of tickets in California. Um, people who are living across the country, lifelong <laughs> basketball Canada fans, who are willing to pay like sixteen grand for one of those seats. So it's not the real diehards that you see in okay. a place like Jurassic Park. Okay, well, what about yeah. what about? Go ahead, Claire. I was going to say I think for sure there are those fans, but I think also. There are a lot of fans that are just there, like I said, for the scene to be part of the action and stuff like that. What about super fan Drake? Is he going to be at this uh, this game tonight? Does he travel on the road with the team? I don't think he like officially travels on the road. And he's got yeah. that big new jet that he flies around, that cargo jet. But I don't think he's like officially with the Raptors. But I do know that he does reside in California 50% of the time. I so. kind of like Drake. I like the way he gets under the skin of the other players. I mean, he's been called out by the NBA for doing that. But I think the NBA maybe secretly likes it, Chris, you know, because this guy, he's entertaining and he's got people talking. And maybe that helps the Raptors. Although I've heard other people say that maybe he's not very lucky for them. Yeah, it's cool, too, that you can tell the Warriors are sort of tongue-in-cheek with it, right? Like, no yeah. one's saying anything actually mean. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Like, Drake has... Steph Curry and Kevin Durant tattoos on his arm. So he doesn't hate the Warriors. Like, he is a front runner. He goes Alabama football. He went Warriors. He went Miami Heat before then. So, like, okay. if a team is doing well, Drake's going to cheer for you. If it was, if, if the Warriors were playing the Bucks, I guarantee you he would be there in the Golden State Warriors locker room. Okay. So it's, you know, everybody sort of knows each other now in the world of social media. I don't think Drake is being malicious. It's funny for us in Canada. I know some people yeah. in the States are really annoyed with all this already, like just sit down. But yeah, it's kind of a non-story. Okay, real quick, Claire, you're still a believer, right? Like I got I to gotta tell you, I got a feeling of dread and doom on this thing. Mike, don't bring your negative I, energy to the I space. Know, I, know. I totally believe in the Raptors. I'm fans hope- for 20 days, Mike. You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to believe. It doesn't matter if it's been 20 years or 20 days. I'm pulling for them. I think, like I said, tonight the Warriors aren't at full strength. And I, I would just love to see this. I think it would be great for Canada. Yes. I think it would be great if we could get another franchise that shows the NBA that we are committed and interested fans up here. And I love the game of basketball now. I'm a big fan, hoping to carry this on into the regular season. Yeah, maybe Vancouver can get a team again. <laughs> maybe. That'd be good. Okay. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. Chris Brentlinger, Grant, Claire Allen, their producers of the show, both uh, NBA fans.